0: The premise of officiating at any level is to get the plays right. Hey, Steve, you didn't travel. You were out of bounds. If you're going to do this, if you're going to ref, you have to know the rules. Anybody want to go over anything at all? You just can't go and pass your state test and then put the rule book down and say, I'm done with that. You have to constantly stay on the rules.
1: Bro Love Cass is on the road tonight in the home of legendary NBA referee Joey Crawford. He's a Delco guy. And Joe, I know we've uh, had a mutual connection here, and I'm very happy on behalf of Bro Love Cast to be here. This is Eggie. I'm with Mike and Ian. We got a couple Michelob's of corona.
0: Joe, you're quite a host, man. Quite the host. How are we doing? It only takes a little extra to go first class. <laughs> we, we, we got in, and he was like, You want a water? So we were like, hey, we'll have some beers if you want. It. <laughs> So,
1: Joe, we're, we're, we're happy as hell to be here, man. You're happy you're right? here. Listen, we've had the bro of cast. We've had some good good guys on recently, right, fellas? But, yeah. but Joe, man, you're taking us
0: to the next level. Uh, I don't know War. about that. We'll see by the end of the show. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah.
2: if you don't give him a technical by the end of the show, we're going to be pissed.
0: The <laughs> former St. Joe
1: Hawk. Right? right. You can do it with that big-ass whistle.
0: It's kind of whistle. It's about, it's about a yeah. foot. It's uh, huge. A buddy of mine's (laughs) wife, uh, who I worked with in the NBA forever, is now, believe it or not, my boss in the referee department, his wife blows glass, and that's glass. Ah, okay. And and she's talented as hell. And that's that's the actual whistle that we use. It's called a Fox 40. Huh. see, it's got your number on there? Yeah, it's, 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 it's mm-hmm. the exact replica of the whistle. It's pretty cool. Hmm. She did an awesome job.
2: Is that like a standardized thing in the NBA, or is it personal yeah. preference?
0: No, you, you use the Fox 40. It's, uh, it's, I don't know when, a guy um, out of Toronto uh, invented it, and it's whistles back in the old days when I first started working. It was a, it had a P in it the whistle. Mm-hmm. This guy came up with this new invention. It was shrill, real loud, and uh, not many people think of that, you know, the whistle. I was going to say,
2: I've never it, thought it, it, about no,
0: that. No, no, exactly. And um, uh, um, terrific guy. In fact, he worked in management with the NBA for a little bit, observing games in Toronto. But it was, it's, uh, yeah, that's hmm. yeah, part of the, that's you have to use the same whistle. Yeah. That's the tools of the trade, man. There it is, the tool. It's like so to part
2: of the uniform. So yeah. Joe,
0: let's
1: you know, you mentioned the the things going on in Toronto, right? The reviewing of the game. So mm-hmm. we we have a lot of questions we want to ask. You know, a lot Please. of talking points. But I mean, let's start. You know, you, you talked about us before we got on the air. Your role right now with the NBA, working with refs. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk to us about? uh you know like we had a situation the other day with the with uh with a game yes. controversial ending yeah it's 116 114 Yes. portland's the road at utah damian lillard's had a had a fantastic game right he drives the lane goes up ball hits the backboard rudy gobert with his long arms comes and slaps it away so we get a no call on the floor uh mm-hmm. after review clear goal should have been a goal 10. Uh, walk us through that situation, basically, you know, where you guys are at, you know, in terms right. of being on the floor, yeah. where that might be in terms no of... No problem.
0: Everything is transparent in our league. Yeah. We we have what's called an L2M, the last mm-hmm. two minutes, which I'm involved with. Um, and any, any game uh, in the last two minutes that falls within five points, uh, we have... What's called last two minutes, and the reviewers in the NBA office, which is there like twenty-five of them that do it full time, they do every play, every call, and every non-call. So if you went on, if you went on NBA.com right now, you'd be able to pull up the games from last night, which there were four of them, which fell into that those that parameter. And every call and every non-call would be on that hmm. uh, that site. It's pretty cool. And what it is is it's transparency. The NBA, there's the mistakes. Back in the old days, what would happen is, is that they would say that there was they would say that there was a mistake. And the referees made a mistake. So the logic was is to say, you know what? 96% of the calls that they make in the last two minutes that our referees make are correct. So they decided to put all of that out there for the world. NBA.com, you can go on yeah. and see it. So it's so in this particular play, our referees, we have, there's three positions on the court: trail, lead, which is underneath the basket, and we call it the slot, which is like the free throw line extended Mm -hmm. on the weak side. The trail on this particular play uh, didn't get up close enough to get a good angle on the backboard. Anything in an NBA game that a player takes off the backboard is automatically two. In this particular case, uh, our referee botched it. Now. In the last two minutes, all he had to do was just blow the whistle and make a call, and he would get the replay. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Now, their training is, is that blow the whistle, call the play, now you get over there. Now there's logic in that also. A logic in that is that they don't want... The powers to be, the basketball people in our game don't want the stoppages. there would be Mm -hmm. hundreds of them, you know? Of course. So, will they change it? I have no, no idea. That's not my my, uh, capacity. So, all we had to do was to have a whistle, they would have gone over to replay, they put on the headset, the replay centers in Secaucus, New Jersey, and they would have got the play right. Mm-hmm. But since they didn't make a call, they couldn't go to replay. So hmm. um, what you don't like as a referee is that you, you don't want to have any effect on on a basketball game at the end. You, do, you don't. That, that isn't what you, that's That's your job. And those referees, I, I uh, sent the play to the referees the next day and we had... I had dialogue with two out of the three of them, and they were sick. They were sick. They made a mistake. They made a mistake, and uh, they knew they made a mistake as soon as they went into the locker room. Because in the locker room, in all NBA referee locker rooms now is computer headset, talk to Seagulls, New Jersey. You see every play, every play. So you know immediately your your screw up. So, you know, back in the old right. days, we didn't have that. Right. You know, when I first started yeah. in 77. I think like my last eight or nine years, we had the review system. But it's, it, was, it was unfortunate. I mean, it really was unfortunate. So really, once they didn't blow the whistle, there was nothing they could do? Yes. Okay.
3: Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Then the timeout, yes. if, uh, if you call a timeout or there's a change of possession, it's too late. It's the way the rules are set up. The rules are set up, they're called triggers. And there are certain triggers that they can get the replay for. And that's, that was one of the triggers if they put air in the whistle. Now, will they change it? They usually change stuff when, when a yeah. game is screwed up. I, I think it would be awesome if they did.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. Because you never want you never want to be that that referee that screws something up like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's options to how
3: they could change it. Maybe yeah. like a yeah. review that the coach could use within the last two minutes. Or yeah, like-
0: there could be a, numerous things. I mean, I yeah. we were talking about about this the other day in the fact that uh, review anything in the last two minutes. Yeah. If the referee thinks that you have to review it, the coach thinks you have to review it hit the whistle and go do it make sure you get the call make right. the thing correct right. yeah make the thing correct but the premise behind it is the delay mm-hmm. they don't want the delay they don't want three-hour games yeah it's 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 that they don't want three-hour games that's the premise to that's it what is there dealing with right now. Yeah. yeah is there a way that
2: like it could be yeah, sped yeah. up somehow yes they like, have i feel a, like every game i we watch do. When we that happens a, we have
0: a court administrator now that sits at the table for twos and threes, mm-hmm. where before you used to have to go over and put the headset on, and now you're talking to Sekakis. It's already done now. Before you even get there, yeah. To the now table. they go like it's this, like, yeah. yeah. So, so as as um, everything evolves with the computer, it's going to be quicker and quicker and quicker,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it'll be good for the game. Yeah. See, I, I think whatever is good for to get the play correct, we should do. Yeah. Really, I mean, uh, back in the old days when you did, when you when you weren't, uh, when I was refing, and they were thinking about replay, I wasn't too crazy about it because your egos in, involved.
2: We wanted to ask you. Yeah,
0: that. your egos involved with it, and and what happens is, is that that play? Mm-hmm. Hey, I worked a lot of big games. Could you imagine missing that goal ten in a playoff game? Ah, you don't want to do that. No, I mean, want the, the replay thing is beautiful. It really yeah. is. Referees don't mind replay. They really don't. They don't mind it.
1: No, I mean it's it's just interesting because you mentioned the word transparency and yeah. the NBA is really good with it. Plus technology. Yes. You know, we can all sit around the table and be like, well, well, shit, we're gonna be good then. Yes. You know, but yeah. do you ever do you ever have a fear in the sense of like your authority ultimately being undermined? Because
0: I like, I, I I I don't th- think it ever entered my mind. And today, in this capacity that I have with the league, I don't think the referees think that way. Referees have a referee mentality at our level now, the pro level. I can't talk to NCAA because I never did it. But our our pro level, the 70 pro referees in the NBA, is they want to get it right. Mm -hmm. That's all they want. Mm -hmm. They want to get it right. They don't want to. They don't want to see their name all over the place on Twitter. And now it's insanity when you have something that's wrong. Mm -hmm. When you have something that's wrong today, you're all over everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They just annihilate the hell out of you. Yeah. So...
1: You mentioned how specific everyone is on every single play, which is funny to me because Ian is a big NBA fan. Right. Mike, I think you're kind of like... An- I'm a bigger college basketball fan. You're a bigger yeah. college? Yeah. But
2: basketball is my favorite sport generally. Is it, is it sure. really your best? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. yeah. Good. I, I Personally, Joe, yeah. I was not.
4: I, yeah, well, you, you, know,
0: you were college. If most, most of the people that I run into are college people, but the people that are pro people, they can't watch college. That's me. Mm-hmm. I can't. Really, I yeah. can't watch college. If I watch it, I fall asleep. Yeah. No, I'm serious. And I can. like. What do we have tonight? We have uh, eight Duke, games. Duke and. Uh, well, State. you guys see, I wouldn't watch Duke. North Carolina. Really? State. Come on, it's no, kind of no, I, wouldn't Wait, watch, I wouldn't watch. I would watch it, that at all. <laughs> you would watch, watch Atlanta a, and Orlando. Yes, again? I would.
4: <laughs> I, I would got watch nights in <laughs> Atlanta.
0: Right now. I still would watch. So you <laughs> got Embry and, uh, and the Brown kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so I wouldn't watch a college game over I always tell people, I go. Let me ask. I go. I guess. Okay. We go to Wyoming, and North Carolina's playing Duke. What do you think? people. You take any NBA, two NBA teams, and take it to Wyoming, you're going to get 3,000 people. In my opinion, the 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 allure of college is tremendous. Don't get me wrong. But it's you know, yeah, 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 you know so, I'm, I'm a pro guy. I just love the yeah. pros. I, I love it. I'm the
3: same way. Are you really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're the same way, yeah. Wow. Well,
3: Oh,
1: I even it, watch yeah. or listen to pretty much every six. No game. kidding! That's yeah. awesome. Zuboff awesome. is amazing. Yeah. I mean, who's the radio guy? Uh, Tom. What's, yeah. What's his last, last name? No, Tom no, McGinnis. Tom, Tom, Tom McGinnis is awesome. The guy does not by himself. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's just like yeah. and the Boston guys are amazing yeah. too. Yeah. I uh, forget. You know, that.
0: I have NBA radio, so when yeah. I have, when I'm Me in too. the car, I always have it on, and and they do a, a thing in the morning. <laughs> Of games the previous night. Yeah. I, mean, I don't get to hear the radio guys. I never, you know, mm-hmm. heard them. But some of them are pretty good. You talk yeah. about that segment they do like the same play, yes. the different calls? It, that's, yeah. a, that's yeah, awesome
1: with soul and It's really, really, good. And, uh, it's really that's good. A good. That's good. That's good. So I'll He, he is, is pretty amazing. amazing. Very good. Mm-hmm. He is pretty amazing. But Joe, I'll, I'll echo my dad here. I was at the Sixers game, for instance. Yeah. How how do you on the court? How do you like not get a headache, man? It's too damn loud. You know, it's so it's like a circus you're out there on the
0: court. You're not going to believe this. In all my years of reffing, I I didn't you didn't even hear it. Wow, I, said, really? I can't believe that. Yeah, there's you a hundred hundred people on the you, court. You become out. you become so immune to it because you you're trying to get the plays right, mm-hmm. and 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 you're you're not even you you're don't focused. even know like I don't. You'll know if it's loud or something, but you don't know what anybody's saying, or Crawford, you suck, or (laughs) Mm -hmm. anything like that. You're just, you know, referees look at it, especially at the pro level, you're glad the place is sold out. Yeah. Because that means your your sport and your profession is in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember back in the old days, it wasn't. You know, or we'd mm-hmm. go into a lot of places, and it was bad.
2: I wanted to ask you, yeah. and maybe you don't have an answer because it seems like you're pretty good at blocking it out, the most hostile environment you've ever rafted. in.
0: You know, uh, hostiles... I... I Utah, believe it or not, the people are can be a little crazy. I've
2: been to a couple games there. Yeah, they're it, nuts. It, it gets but loud but there.
0: Yeah, but they're they're nuts. They say weird stuff. And then <laughs> Is that Romney yeah, going after you? It's Clarence. It's Crawford. Get your shit, Lisa,
4: I used to hear
0: that when I was doing CYO games. <laughs> yes. yeah. And 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 but as far as hostile, we're really lucky at the pro level because you got cops. Yeah, they're all over the place. If somebody gets crazy, they just go get them. Well, right. didn't someone spit on you one time? Yes, and you were leaving. That was Golden State and Golden yeah, okay. State. Yeah, mm-hmm. my partner uh, called a, uh illegal. Back then, they were called illegal defenses, and he called an illegal defense in like a tie game, and it's like twenty seconds to go, and it was on Golden State. They step up, they hit the free throw, and, and uh, Golden State loses. And as we're walking off, you could feel it. You can feel when somebody's too close oh, and right. the cops are all there looking, looking at it. All of a sudden, this guy got so, he spit right on the side <laughs> of my face. I, I swear to God, I, I, if I could have got him, I would have just pummeled the hell out <laughs> But what everybody did, the cops get you off. You know, they just push you and get you get get you into the locker room. Yeah. But they, yeah, I did get spit on. That was really a great night. The spit and Joe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: what's up with this illegal defense, man? Or the uh, like some of the other or uh, travels or non How well, Yeah. How is this
0: still happening? we go. This, this is why we hear this, this is, all the time. Yeah, the I travel. got to. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's good. It's a great. <laughs> it's a great comment. It's 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 a great question because everywhere I go, I hear that all the time. This the here, travels, what specifically? Travels, the NBA doesn't. Now, here's my take on it. We do miss travels. We, some, we, we miss travels. But we have evolved with it. We've changed and tweaked our mechanics. But most people watch high school and college, mm-hmm. So most high school and college referees screw the play. Screw walks up. They call them because they're fooled by the player's move.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: In our game, our game, we're taught in the pro game, excuse me. We're taught do not guess. Travels are really hard because players are really good and really mm-hmm. fast and really fast. Huh. So we and and referees on the college and high school level guess at the play because they think it's a travel. Yeah, we don't think as the travel, we have to know it's a travel because the referee's going to be asked, Why did you call the travel? A guy like me will walk in, we'll see the play, and we'll look at it. We have all the means, again, like I said, to see whether it's a travel or not. And they are hard, hard, hard to call. Isaiah Thomas of Detroit Piston fame, he helped me with that. I called a travel on him one night. He looked at me and he said, Are you sure? And I said, Nope. (laughs) And he said, Remember something, Joe? I practice my moves more than you practice your travel call, and that got me. Because he's right. Hmm. He's right. And and those those players like Harden, for example, we got wow. really destroyed on that in 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 the press last year about Harden traveling. Did we miss a few? Of course, of course we did. But. He got so good at that move. Mm-hmm. See, it's the gather of the ball,
2: mm-hmm. right, and,
0: and the step then in. one two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get gather one two. Yeah. It's not one and a half. Or, yeah, everyone one. thinks it's
2: just one two, and that's all you get. It's, it's one, after the gather. It's the
0: after yeah. the gather. The gather is go under the ha- go under it, right? Mm-hmm. Put it to my body, right? Two hands. After you do that, one, two, mm-hmm. we've made it a little easier. We've gotten better. We've gotten—we really have, because we have stats just like teams have stats, guys. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. This is real. I know. Every I know. every referee's calls and non-calls from every spot on the court. There's a stat. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Again, yeah, it's sure transparency. It's all transparency. Adam <laughs> Silver is a bright guy. He says, "Hey, yeah. this is what they want." This is what the fan wants, mm-hmm. and this is what the owner wants. Hey, owners are paying what for these teams? And Two, you, three billion dollars a yeah. year. So, yeah. one call that
3: intrigues me is the offensive charge, just because yeah. there's a flavor of it that is a flop. So, have referees and your organization discussed flops? Oh my how god, yeah, 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 we, we yeah, um,
0: yeah, I'm in Washington. The other, I got to go to games too, so. Friday night, I was in Washington, and I sent the flop in. and The kid, the kid played at Michigan Wagner, big
1: kid. Um, uh, Moritz.
0: Yeah, it was like Jeremy he got Keith. shot. <laughs> he jumped in the air and fell down. And I was there. I just put in an email, sent it in. You might want to look at this. this so, do you call that player differently, possibly? No, no, fight? no, no, no. Because again, now uh, that, that's gonna that that happens those kinds of things the flopping to me this is how we teach it i'll show you how we teach it as refs if you're going to f- if you don't know how that player got to the ground don't put air in the whistle if you don't know how they got there don't guess don't put air in the whistle okay so because our players are really smart really smart and if you've if they fool you once, they're gonna to try to fool you twice. Because they know they know Joel Embiid and they know that Ben Simmons are great players. So if I'm defending them and I get a flop and I call an offensive foul on Simmons, they might do it again. There you go. So, there you go. So the flop, the flop is to us today as NBA refs, and a guy that teaches it is not that hard. It really isn't that difficult. The block charge, it's another different thing. Now you're going, the speed of our players, and the way we teach it is is—is that that defender, that defender has to beat that offensive player to the spot or the moving offensive player dribbling. Get your full torso in front. So those types of plays are difficult, but we teach it in our, in our like, I go down into the G League also to, to watch those referees because that's where we get most of our referees in our league in the, in our minor league system. And those young people down there are really really good. They're taught at it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So by the time they get to the NBA, they got it down. Right. But our players in the NBA are, I mean, really really fast. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna miss you're gonna miss those plays. You're gonna miss them. You're
3: not gonna be perfect. So. Other NBA fans may say things like LeBron and James Harden get more calls than others. Mm -hmm. Is that something you guys deal
0: with? Sure. You you have to deal. We we deal with all... Here's here's one of the arguments that we have with that. If you go to a game between, let's do it, between the Lakers and Houston, um, if you're going to make mistakes as a ref, you're going to make mistakes on... The two people that are going to have the ball the most, right? Right. That's Harden yeah, and, that and and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So as far as us uh, having preferential treatment, that's why they have those stats, right? And <laughs> back <laughs> in the well, no, back in the old days, back in the old days, the general manager or the owner could call the NBA office and say Crawford's screwing our team, and the end. The response back to them would be. Joe wouldn't do that. Now they have the proof. <laughs>
2: right. You see what I'm saying to you? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Now they have the proof. Yeah. Now they say, okay, let's pull this out. Now let, let's see what, how many times Joe Crawford's had Houston or had Philly or had New York. Okay, he called eight fouls on James Harden.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying to you? They have all that stuff. Four were incorrect. Four were correct. They have all that stuff now. Wow. All that all that info for anybody that wants to call they can get. It really is all it, cool. it, it really true. is cool. It really is.
3: It solves the problems that you used to have, it, like with the Irish people you. used to accuse maybe not you but
0: all the f- Thank you. What what happens is is that because of paranoia because of that extreme paranoia, which I was involved in a lot of those games where the coaches went to the press and Superstar, this home team that they get this, Jordan gets that, Elijah Wan gets this. You know, I was involved in that stuff. Now you don't hear very much of that. Mm -hmm. Then the referees screw up, don't get me wrong. We've we screw up, but so do players, Mm -hmm. and so do coaches, and so do general managers, so do owners. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 just part of the game.
2: Who have you given the most technicals to in your whole career? I have no idea. <laughs> I get that. If question. you had to guess, I get that question a lot. But,
0: but it depends. You know, I had so I had so many years, thirty nine years. And I guess if if somebody became a, was a player and then became a coach, it could. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then back in the back in your uh, your early years as a ref, you were always getting crap. Because nobody knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and players and coaches like familiarity. They like somebody that's always uh, oh, here 20 years, 25 years, which means nothing, by the way. Mm-hmm. It really means nothing. Some of these young referees that are in the NBA are really good, really good, but they don't get any respect, I guess is the word, simply because of their longevity.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I wouldn't even be able to take a guess. I guess the NBA has those records. I never asked. At least, yeah, I, now, I really I had some snaps. research to do. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was
3: was MJ pretty respectful on the court to record? Yeah, most
0: of your most of the guys like of his stature were fine. Yeah. They just they just played the game. Or are they gonna beef to you? Sure. Are they gonna they're not they're not gonna clap for you? I always tell referees that I said, listen. None of these players and coaches are going to clap for you. You think you're going to get accolades. You're not getting it here. Mm -hmm. You're not getting accolades Mm -hmm. from any. You're supposed to get the plays right. That's why you get paid. Mm -hmm. And guys are getting paid good money. Was there one player that really
3: was a pain in the ass to ref? That was always just yelling and... (sighs) Yeah,
0: well, pain in the ass, as my career evolved, was you you started to understand that it was comp- competition and um, Gary Payton was hard hmm. Clyde Trexler was hard hmm. but now as the years evolve and now you see these people I'm lucky I'm now in NBA arenas I get to see a lot of retired players you hug mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing it's amazing wouldn't I guess Clyde I don't huh? know
2: why. I wouldn't have guessed. No, he was, he was hard was. to ref. Yeah,
0: really hard to ref.
2: I feel like I for some reason feel like yeah re- from a, a fan. Very, I feel like Rasheed Wallace very, had to have very been de- annoying. Yeah,
0: but you know what? Here's the goof about Rashid Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, I really like a lot. Rasheed Wallace knew when he wanted to get a t. He knew yeah. when he wanted to get ejected. He knew when he wanted to foul somebody. Right. That guy was as bright a player that I've co- I've refereed. Huh. That guy, he just—he was a really, really bright player, and I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm not, you know, a a, a guy that's um, in depth with players. It's not my expertise, mm-hmm. coaching, and that is not—it's not my expertise. But he—he he knew the game. That kid, he really did, yeah. really did. So it sounds like the
3: game was harder to referee prior to replay, but we're also taking out hand checks because the game used to be yeah. more physical. No, right? it
0: was awful back when it was two men. It was two referees, not three, when I was I guess my first ten years in the league. And you didn't when you when we didn't have the handshake rule. So everything was by feel. So there was when I first came in, I think there was twenty one teams and there was only two referees per game. So there was only like twenty five refs. So you had twenty five different standards. It was bad. You know, wow. some refs were calling hand check or, you know, this was a bump. Other refs weren't calling that bump. And then what the NBA did, which was smart, they said, boom, it's going to be uniformed. Now that it take time to get that, you know, up and running a few years, mm-hmm. but it's it's fine now. Everybody knows what you can and you can't do. Mm-hmm. And before every season, and, and the teams have access to everything that we do. The A.A. office about refereeing on a daily basis. Before the season starts, we go to the teams and give clinics on what is going to be called that year. And, and we're there, whatever yeah. they want. And our boss now, Monty McCutcheon, goes, as the season evolves, he goes and visits each team. okay, And what are their, they have access to everything. Everything. Wow. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And Joe, like, throughout your time, you've obviously had a great privilege, privilege of being around and working with so many great players and people in the NBA. I did, yeah. Um, you know, of course, the NBA sports, in the sports world in a whole, lost, lost two great people, you know, with David Stern and, of course, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, can, and we'll get to Kobe in a second. Can you speak about David Stern just in terms of your working relationship with him over yeah. the years? And, you know, we and go, what was
0: he like? We go way back. I mean, he, he was... I was a young referee, and he was an, an attorney. It was Proscale or something, and he would negotiate against. The NBA referees are a union, mm-hmm. so you have an attorney that ne- collectively bargains your contract, and David did that. He, he For you could, guys. no, he he was on management's team. Oh, okay. He was on management. He was on the other side. Team. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and and. That's how far we go back. And I think his first year was 84, 85. I may be missing that by a couple years. And I I mean he called me names. Every, go ahead, repeat them. Now, everybody has everybody has their David Stern stories. And I had like three of them. He just totally annihilated me and was right. You know, one was a, a situation where I threw out Don Nelson, and um, was that 03, right? I, I can't remember the years, and uh, and his assistant Del Harris in a playoff game in San Antonio, and he called me. I went. I had to go to the office the next day, and I did it, and it was stupid. And what I did, because Don Nelson was doing the old John Cheney thing where he just called the timeout and stood there. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't even raise my voice. I went like this to him. I said, Don, you going back to your bench? He said, no. So I hit him with a take. I said, you going back now? He goes, no. So I threw him. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, uh, no, it's, wait, no, it got worse. I like the Cheney moves out. Try so, that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> Don, uh, Stern, Called me into the office. I'm scared to death. I mean, scared to death. You think you're Mr. Tough? Uh-uh. Nah. I went into that office. I was scared to death. He called me every thing he, he, it was, I mean, <laughs> there was not a thing he didn't call me.
1: That's amazing. That was in New York. He, the uh, offices were weird. I, yes.
0: <laughs> but I really, I loved the guy, and I respected the hell out of him. Yeah. I really did. His, he loved that leg, and so do I. Mm-hmm. And he was, and he did so much for all of us, you know. Really? And he, and uh, um, that was that was. I went up to his his, his service up in New York. Um, he did. He meant he meant a lot to me. He really did. But he was hard, man. He was hard. He was not one of those. Um, his father was a owned a Jewish delicatessen in New York. So he was not one of those those prim and proper guys. Yeah. He was he was he, he'd come after you. That's pretty cool. But I really respected the hell out of him. I really yeah. did. Really did.
1: And, and, Joe, I think moving, like, we're from Harrisburg, PA, right, but, you know, right. we're kind of Philly transplants. Sure. You know, yeah. we've been here since school and, like, moved here recently. So right. we've kind of really gotten to know the Philly area and, you know, right. going to Nova myself and right. St. Joe's, like, lower Marion's right there. Right. So we've come to, like, not only has, like, now moving to Kobe, like, he was big for all of us as kids. Sure. And so many players now. But I, we, were, we sat back that Sunday, we did a show, and we all reflected on the fact of, like, even though we didn't know this dude, like it, it just viscerally impacted us. Yes. Learning of him and you know the others who died in that in the helicopter crash. So there's so many things we could talk about, but yeah. I, I want to remember Kobe. You know, for him on the court, yeah. What was it that separated him from from the pack? Why was he different? You
0: knew, you knew when he started to feel his oats, like maybe his third year or fourth year. You knew this kid yeah. was special. Because I was lucky enough to see his whole entire, yeah. entire career, and I I didn't I didn't know him obviously off the court because you don't have that kind of relationship with players, but he wanted to kick your ass, and he wanted to put your his foot right in your throat, mm-hmm. and that separates a lot of people. Really? That- yeah, it separates a lot of people. You could tell you could tell that he wanted to kick your ass. And I think that's what separating them. Jordan, same way. LeBron, same way. Kick your ass. Bird, Isaiah, Elijah one. You just keep going down. The t- they want to kick your ass. You're getting me fired up, too. No, I'm serious. I'm ready to go, man. I'm serious. Those <laughs> yeah. kinds of kids, when you see them come in the league, and they have that kind of talent, and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. Those 48 minutes were no joke to them. Because you couldn't get, you know, I had some long, I had some pretty cool stuff with the Bryant family back in the day. I mean, I knew his grandfather. So, you know, there was stuff you you wanted to say something to that kid, and you'd have a conversation, but it wasn't, you knew he had his game face on. So you respect that. You always respect that. So you never were able to have, you know, a couple times I told him, you know, I sat with his grandfather back in the day watching Baker League games in the city of Philly in the 70s. But he, he, he was so in tune to the game, you know, he was, mm-hmm. he was, he was that guy, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a, a huge loss. I, I, yeah. I could not believe how much it has impacted. It's like unbelievable. Everything. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's
1: unbelievable. It's hard to kind of digest. It, yes. With the constant, yes. you know, ESPN, this, everyone's got it a tribute, is. like it it's is. just a lot.
0: Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful guy. And uh, and I, you know, obviously I reffed his father in the NBA uh, his wife, his mom used to be down at the Baker League games in the city, got to know her a little bit. And then her un- his uncle, Chubby Cox, was a great player at Villanova. And mm-hmm. I think he transferred to the University of San Francisco. And he was a fabulous player. That was his uncle? Yeah, it was his uncle, Chubby Cox. Yeah, they were all, they were. It's a
1: great basketball s- name.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. And he was a great player. Yeah. Great player. But they, yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's very emotional, very emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Joe, you mentioned like LeBron from Bird to Isaiah, like, I, I want to hear your insight on this. You've seen from the seventies to today, cause I, you know, I coach and, you know, we've watched the game for so long and sometimes, you know, every generation says, all right, this generation's yeah. softer than the last, these guys, they, they're, you know, I'm very critical of a lot of guys, mm-hmm. like. I love some dudes. Well, you played. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I love some guys, but you know, some dudes. I just like. I don't think they're good for young people to watch. Yeah. But what is your thoughts on how people are like your players in the 80s to the 90s to the 10 to the thousands? Like, how have dudes changed? And, I don't. Are I mean, they for the better or worse? Or have they I, changed? You, you know,
0: know, that's I mean? a an absolutely fabulous question. I don't do not think the players have changed that much now. I, I gotta a little caveat to that. I was observing a game the other day in Brooklyn. Brooklyn was playing Golden State. And Golden State had just made a trade. They did they were very had eight guys, nine guys, whatever they had. And they got walloped. And that wasn't bothering me as much as Brooklyn's bench was laughing. They were just having a ball, and I get to having fun, that's what basketball's about, I get it. But it was, I I kept thinking to myself, and I don't do this, I don't say what would've been 20 years ago, I don't believe in that at all. But I said to myself, could you imagine if Charles Oakley was on that team getting beat by 40? Mm -hmm. He would've attacked that bench. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. The difference is is that someone somewhere would have said something mm-hmm. or did something because it was it just bordered on, you know, something you don't see mm-hmm. in, in 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 professional basketball, another yeah. team just like disrespecting the other team. Mm-hmm. And and now those players would say, well, we weren't disrespecting them. They may have been having fun on there. You know, it's yeah. it's getting close to the all-star break. I get it. But some somewhere, I said, "My God, Almighty!" I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Don't get me wrong now, but I'm saying, "What?" Yeah, you know, in the '80s, somebody's down there, and they go, Are "You guys laughing down there at us?" It would have been because it's a ref. See, you don't look at games like that. You don't look yeah. at games at when it's 40. When it's 40, you go like this, "Oh, baby." I don't know what's gonna happen here when it's forty because people are angry yeah. that they're down forty. So as a ref, that's how see I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at it. Yes, I'm I'm looking yeah. at it that way. Hmm. What is that other team mad at? And they can't go after that team because that's my job. Right. My job is to protect them. You know, so they don't somebody doesn't go punch them. So that's <laughs> what was going through my head yeah. as an observer of this now, watching it from the stands. I'm just sitting there going, I'm looking at down there going, is somebody from Golden State gonna go down there and punch somebody? Yeah. Because it was it was 30, 40 points. Because they nobody right. wants to get pumped. You no, know what I mean? Nobody just shown up. But and that's they're... I'm looking at it as a ref. Yeah. I just look at the game as a ref. I don't look at it as a fan, a coach, a player. I look at it strictly as a ref. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and all I'm doing is going, Who's getting mad down there? I'm waiting for somebody. <laughs> and that's how you that's how you ref. That's how I ref the game. When you're out there and it's 20 20 points, it's fourth period, you're 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 worrying more about somebody. Everyone's pocketing it in, but but yours are really no. That's when you're refing. Yeah, that's when you're refing because now you're you're going. Who's going to punch somebody? Somebody's going to somebody's going to take a three where they shouldn't take a three, and you're going. So that's how you look at the game, and you could kind of
3: see that shift happen. Like one of my favorite Kobe memories, speaking of Kobe, was the video of him at practice in one of his last years, where he called his whole team soft because they were horrible, and they were joking around at practice. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's true. that shift has kind of happened. I yeah, think, so.
0: yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff, but when I, I see it on the floor, it gives me the it, 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 gets me on edge because my referee mentality steps in. I'm going. Yeah somebody getting angry because, as you said, that team's getting punked. Yeah. That's all I care about, right? You know?
2: mm-hmm. I mean, you're obviously very passionate about the NBA specifically, I am. I am. right? Yes. Something that always was interesting to me watching refs in all sports, specifically pro sports, if you're an NBA referee for it was 39 years, right, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have a favorite
0: team. You're allowed to have favorite players. How do you keep personal bias you know it like, has to be tough. it's a great question but it's a question that i get all the time is that you just see shirts and remember when you're referee, you have a favorite team right now, no no now when you're a refereeing, you're on the road 20 25 days a month now now, re- now remember yeah. you're 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 going to an arena and you could be phoenix playing uh, the pacers and you're going to the arena and you're doing the same thing that you did the night before two nights before but you were in Portland. Yeah. And all you're doing is working a system because those guys are reffing now. I know what they're supposed to work and mm-hmm. how they're supposed to work. And when I was refereed, there was somebody judging me. That's all I cared about. Yeah. You, you didn't care about the team and if they won. And what you were caring about is, could I get that block charge? Did I get that? Was I in the right position?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's a system that you work on the court, the three referees, it's a system. Right. And so, you work
3: that system. So you're traveling a lot. You're seeing all these games for 39 seasons, over 2,000 mm-hmm. NBA games ref, right? Uh-huh. What was the craziest thing you saw as a referee, like buzzer-beater-wise or on the court? Was there something that like almost took you out of where you were and you were like, whoa, that was crazy? See,
0: now you, that's, that's what I love, this, these kinds of questions. Because the worst thing about this job is I can't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, because you're seeing so much. Hmm. And you're so involved <laughs> yeah. with the, the the did the guy foul him? Was the game 40 points? Is that team mad? Are they yeah. going to go down there and punch him? Mm-hmm. So you're not even looking at it that way. You yeah. don't even look at it the way I would walk in the locker room Jordan, and they bring a, a statue to say, uh, uh, Jordan had 40. I didn't know he had five. Yeah. If a referee knows that, they're not refs. Right. Yeah. Like if they, yeah. against the Philly
1: Raps. and Raptors, if the ref walked in the locker room be like, man, that Leonard job was crazy. Like, yeah. that would have been a problem. You know what you're doing you know? when you're walking in as
0: a ref? You're going like this. Jesus Christ, did he step out of bounds? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You're going like this. Did he step out of bounds? Was there somebody, that's what you're doing. You're looking at the play. You don't give a rat's tush if that yeah. freaking thing bounced 85 times. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is what happened before it and what happened after it. Yeah. Right. If my partner did say that, I'd be like, dude, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go.
3: I would imagine you that go. there's an adrenaline rush, though, on those kind of plays. Whether just to get everything right, it's, you know, a last second play. There's
0: no feel- I tell my wife that she gets pissed off. I said, there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah. Then refing those types of games and walking in there with those two partners yours and nobody's talking about you. Don't yeah. say that on date night, man. <laughs> <laughs> she gets pissed off what out. I say. It's, it's the greatest <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, you know, I was lucky. I worked a lot of big games. And when you walk in that that locker room like that, man, you can't sleep. You, right. You're pumped. Yeah. You are pumped. I would imagine. And you, mm-hmm.
1: you mentioned you're on the road and, you, like, your wife, like, I, being on the road... Like off, as a player is hard enough, yeah. but like you, you know, you're a player. People know you. You go out, like you got the perks. Right. But like you guys, you want to be anonymous. You want to be just yeah, a dude on the
0: street. I, what do you do? What did you do when you were on the road? Well, you you go to the same hotels. You're staying at the Marriotts most. Most of the people do get to know you. If you have an okay. off day, you're a lot of guys were meet a movie guys. Yeah. You know. You I watched, guy, Joe. I, I I was. I used to be a really. Watch the Oscars last night. I did not. I used to be you missed a freak. That one, man. I used to be a freak, but then uh, what happened is is that um, my life on the road evolved. I guess with the computer, you now have the shows. You can download the stuff on your computer. But I I I was um, I watched basketball. Yeah. I watched NBA basketball. <laughs> well, here's a good question. He's What's your all-time, NBA
2: all-time favorite basketball movie?
1: He was in Like Mike. I are Joe, a sick guy. You are a sick guy. No stone unturned. You are very thorough research. Now, this is the
2: tremendous, a tremendous story about Like oh, yeah, Mike. Funny. My buddy
0: is an actor, and his wife is... The, it's called her... Her, her uh, Diane Erie... Um, Production, and if something is shot in Philly, she gets the extras, and and she's she's got a big job in that kind of. So they're shooting like Mike. So it's over All Star Break because pro players are going to be in. It. Yeah. They've got the spectrum. She calls me. She said, uh, "Joe, you want to play this part in a movie, an extra?" I said, "Sure." So what do I have to do? She said, well, "You're going to be a rat. I said, "But you have to call and get permission, like I had to do with this." Mm-hmm call, get permission, yeah, Joe, no problem. I go down, I walk on the set, the technical advisor on the set for the basketball is Reggie Theus. And former player in our league, coach, he He says, what are you doing here? I said, I'm an extra. He, he goes, wait a minute. He goes over to the producer, he says, It's a real ref. He comes over, he says, you're real Ruth? I said, yeah, I don't know. The players are there, Jason Kidd so my buddy, he's an actor. The extras, the extras get X amount of dollars.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Just a blanket thing, which I was gonna get. He says, These people are falling in love with you. He says, I can tell. He says, all you gotta do is have a little dialogue and you're gonna have more money. I said, You're kidding. <laughs> he goes, no. So they set up a scene. It's me and Jason Kidd. I'm handing him the ball on the baseline and I say something. All of a sudden this guy comes over and he goes, Mr. Crawford, did you just have dialogue? And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you got to go up and sign a different concert. Know. Happily.
1: <laughs> so I went up
0: with you. Know, it was, I don't know what the hell it was. it was. It was awesome. I loved that. That was cool. You know what I said? cool. You saw how they worked. There, there. It was awesome. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Got to know some of the actors. It was great. We love that movie.
1: But you, you I didn't give you a chance to answer your question. What Mike's question? What's your favorite basketball movie?
0: I guess I guess it's Hoosiers. That's what's awesome, yeah. oh, man. I, I guess. It's it's great, you know? know? It's
3: great. It's, it's good good not the love. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
3: some of our first memories were with like those kind of players, Jay Kidd, Iverson, Kobe. Right. Did you
0: remember anything about Iverson on the court? He was tough to ref.
3: Yeah. Really tough to ref because he, he was, complained
0: a, a lot too. Well, right? yeah, he complained a lot because he was a warrior. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, a guy that's five foot ten, taking the ball to the basket the way he did, and falling on the ground, he was he was a warrior, and he and uh, he was tough to ref. It okay. was really difficult to ref. Very difficult to ref. Was he know, hard to ref or was he? Easy? <laughs> no, there was, there was he was hard to ref yeah. because he was causing stuff at the basket, mm-hmm. and you're now as the ref trying to discern did the defender do it or did he do it. And he's fast. So he and real and fast. Like mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and he would stop on a dime and take a shot. Somebody would, you know, beat the hell out of him. Yeah, right. But he was he was difficult to ref. Very difficult to ref. It um, was interesting. He was... A lot of people that come from college don't know anything about pro referees and what we do or anything. You know, they don't know. They're kids. And uh, I tell the story about I it was the first few games I had him and he was hard so I said you know what I'm not going to be stubborn with this and before the game I just walked over to him and I said Alan uh, do you know anything about NBA refs <laughs> and he said no and I said well it's how I make my living it's how my kids eat I said this isn't Georgetown I'm not you're not going to see me and then not see me and I'm gonna be here for probably your whole career. And I said, we can either get along or not get along. You know? I mean, we're not gonna be palsy wowsies. We're going we're not gonna go out and right. drink together or have mm-hmm. something to eat together, but but on the court for 48 minutes, you're gonna be aggravated at me. But we gotta be able to work it out. Yeah.
4: Okay.
0: And, and, he did, and he responded well. He did. He said, I I didn't know anything. He, you know, but that's a lot of the players, yeah, I think. I take the dog out. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't didn't know, you know? Yeah. I'm going to get you more beer. He just didn't know, you know? Another one was Jamal Crawford. He came in the league as a kid from Michigan. He was an 18-year-old kid. And uh, he didn't know who I was. He had no idea who I was. He walked over and I went like this. What's happening, cuz? <laughs> <laughs> and he went like, hey, something. <laughs> you know, like, who's this freaking weirdo? Yeah. What? Honest to God. But, Five years, six years after that, I walk on the court, he go like this. Hey, cuz. He's there. Hey, <laughs> <You know>, that's <laughs> what the pros is
3: about. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take great. a break. Let's, come on. All right, and we're back. Joe, is it fun to tease somebody up?
0: Sometimes it is. What's you <laughs> like your is. number
2: one all-time favorite tentacle you've ever given someone?
0: Probably was Bill Fitch. I broke my finger. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is... I got so angry. But I hit I, I him. And that stopped me. I went, I gave it like this. Bang. So then what I did is I started calling him like that. Yeah. And I just like this. because As soon as I hit it, I didn't want to make, you know, like I... I was hurt. <laughs>
1: yeah, Joe, break down the anatomy of a good tech call here. All right, so we got we got whistle. Okay, we see it. Whistle. Do I go full hand? No, you're
2: Are we good, just no, finger. No,
0: no you just. And we the, is, is you never you never do it like this?
2: Right. Like oh. that.
0: That's awful. I didn't. You do always that. Come, you always come <laughs> down like this. No, this no good either. What's wrong with this? That's like that's like. No, that's a college style. You got it like this. The guy that mentored me back in the old days was a guy by the name of Joe Kishu. I loved him to death. He used to flap his hand, like his left hand, like this. He'd flap it down on his on his right hand. It was awesome.
2: That is awesome.
0: <laughs> so you broke your damn finger, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs>
3: it's called anger issues. That is so funny. <laughs> so, um, throughout your years, did you have certain calls that you know, in retrospect, for replay, that you regretted?
0: Not big things like that. No, I was lucky. Uh, you know, if there was something I regretted, it was probably the Tim Duncan thing. That was probably the worst thing that I happened in my career. And that was self-inflicted with ego and. Uh, and it was before replay, so you didn't really know if you were right or wrong. Yeah, but scenario. you know, back then you just you know on an injection, even if you, even if <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to replay that, I probably wouldn't have taken it back at the time. But that was the, probably the worst thing that I did. Yeah, it was. It was that. Because I think, and I talk quite openly and honestly and freely about it, is that I think ego was part of my. Makeup then, believing, you know, Joe Crawford was, you know, what people were saying, real good referee and all that stuff. And I was trying to prove that he couldn't do that, you know. Duncan couldn't do this and I'll show him kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? And all I did was cause my family heartache. Right.
3: You know, but that's, that's... Did you have a David Stern moment after
0: that one? He, no. The reason that they suspended me from, was because of the Nelson thing. Hmm. That okay. problem, mm-hmm. that, that's why they suspended because um, when I did the Nelson thing Stern told me he said if you do anything like that again there's wow. be problems wow and so I received a call that I was suspended was was not it was just a phone call you're done and really just like that they said you're done that was from Stu Jackson it was the boss at the time Mm. He called and said, you're done. We'll call you. So they made me. They were the playoffs. No, and I caused it myself. I shouldn't say they made me. I, I caused that myself. Because what you do in those situations is you cause the heartache for your family. Because mm. I didn't know whether I was getting my job back. Mm. It cost me over $100,000 in playoff Money because I didn't work the playoffs, wow. and um, and the heartache of, of you know seeing my wife she didn't then you you know at, the, at that it was two thousand seven, so the computer was pretty rampant, you know right mm-hmm. yeah. it might not have been Twitter today but it was still yeah, pretty yeah, creative. Yeah. yeah yeah so you you know you got annihilated right yeah. well, and rightfully concerned. so don't get me wrong I mean I'm I'm not I I I, I take full responsibility for what I did. I don't blame David Stern or anybody, I blame myself. But that's the worst thing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Plus, yeah, like silver lining from it though, it seems like, you know, moving towards the the work that you did with the sports psychologist. Yeah. It was was pretty cool to hear.
0: You know, that, the guy, uh, Joel Fish, in fact, we're friends, in fact, I texted him uh, when I got the papers. Oh, when I got right? the papers from Eddie's class. Really? He he I, was always around Hawk Hill. Yes. He was a wonderful was, man. Yeah. He's just a wonderful guy and helped me. And I sent him one of the papers really? that uh, that one of the okay. students get, sent me because he he referenced Joel. This is student right? referenced Joel.
1: Because what well, you told him about. Yes, I told him yeah. about
0: the situation and he and I sent the paper to to Joel. It was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, it's big stuff. We we
1: had a we have a friend, a sports psychologist, that's come on the program before, and um, it's good stuff. Yeah, she's up in Allentown. They have a lot of work, and they have yeah. a lot of work. So, Dr. Fish seems to be pretty great to do. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's 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 an awesome dude. Awesome dude.
1: That's cool. Well, Joe, it, it really was our pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for welcoming no, us no, no, into no. your home. No, no, no. I mean, and Stella for the listener, if you heard some <laughs> some uh, panting and, and barking in the background, that's good old Stella. How how old is she, Joe? What kind of dog? that was on, only
0: like five months. Look at her. She's five. She's she loves a me, this dog. Special She's guest Stella. Stella. Right? I Yes. I won't say it weren't for Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh, on, you can talk. Tell them! This.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> well, well Joe, you're you're a great guy, man. We're Thank you really are, No, I enjoyed it guys.
0: It. Thank you very much. Yeah, yep. Very knowledgeable guys. Thank you. Anything you need or anytime you want to do it again, let me know. Oh, yeah.
1: That's good. We you. might take you up on that. Well for Ian and Mike, I'm Andy with the Bro Love cast, we'll see you guys soon. Yep. Take care.
0: Thank you.
4: They say you go to work. We say you better obey Be there to hustle the low It's your move to stay or get out Come out, come out, come out, come out Come out, come out, come out, come out